morning and welcome to episode 111 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. This is an emergency pod because we have a big pick six carryover close to $100,000 at Aqueduct here on Saturday. Thanks for joining the show. Please make sure you subscribe right down there. We've got over 700 subscribers. Let's keep that rocking and rolling. Of course, you can uh, find me on Twitter at HKravitz. You can see on my name tag through email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com as well. You can also hear the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So check that out if you can't uh, see the show. Uh, you can hear the show on those two platforms. Of course, I have my race day blog. I've had several people sign up this week. It's a great time to do that. We got Triple Crown prep races uh, coming up. I've got spot plays, price plays uh, throughout the country, hitting about 40%. Uh, we got big pick sixes coming up. So again, please make sure you subscribe to the race day blog. The information is below the video player, and you can see it there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to waste too much time today because uh, the pick six is going to start as I'm speaking here at 11 a.m. here uh, on the East Coast. The pick six is a little over two hours away. We want to get right into the races. It's a $1 increment. I highly recommend uh, you take a look at it because I handicapped it last night in detail and this morning. I think there's some prices you can get. And like I said, over $100,000 in the pool. I have a great guest that's going to join me uh, right now uh, from the East Coast. He's been on here before. Not only is he an excellent handicapper, he's uh, a frequent viewer and listener of the show. I'd like to bring on Pete Visco. Pete, how are you doing this morning? I'm pretty good. How about you, Howard? Good, Pete. Uh, I know uh, weather is a little dice throughout the country. Oakland's canceled. Um, Laurel's canceled. Uh, but we're going to be featuring New York today. They got some uh, weather up there. I think the track is sloppy right now is what I see. And as I'm speaking, I actually don't know of scratches. Have you heard about any scratches this morning? You know what? I didn't know. No, I actually didn't look at the scratches. So I, I didn't even okay. refresh my screen. So let me refresh and see if any, any of my horses scratch while we're talking. All right. Well, we'll be bringing up the PPs and I know the live PPs love scratches. So you might see some picks uh, that we've talked about that are recent scratches, but we'll, uh, We'll, we'll talk as we go along. We already have a lot of people watching, Pete, that are anxious to get right into the pick six. Let's not waste any time, my friend. Let's just jump right in here as I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Uh, the pick six starts in race four. Like I said, it's approximately um, 2.20 Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to do something a little bit different, Pete. I'm going to go ahead and show the Equibase, um, you know, the, the uh, horses in the race here, the entries right before we get into the past performances, because I thought people would like to see this as well. I apologize for the, um, on the right side of the screen, the ads and whatnot, but we're going to go right to the PPs. This uh, first race, as you can see here, is an eight horse field. You can see the field right there. I'm going to jump to the PPs. Uh, it's a mile. On the, of course, it's, everything's on the dirt. These are $20,000 maiden claimers, sort of bottom of the barrel. They're still going for a purse for 32000 You got to love New York right now out there. Um, Pete, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, we are not going to show our picks on the bottom of the screen. If you're familiar with the show, uh, again, we're not going to show our picks on the bottom of the screen. By the end of the show, we will show our Cavemen pick six tickets. So feel free to take some notes, folks, if you're watching to get a, 
a pad and a, a pad of paper and pencil out. If you'd like to write down our picks, of course, we'll be saying uh, what we'd like, but you're not going to see them in the bottom of the screen. Let me take the scroll off so we're not too distracting here. Uh, Pete, I'm going to go full screen. Who do you like in the opening leg of today's pick six? <laughs> it's a funny question because the pick that I the picks that I sent you I had the I had the five singled, but mostly because it's one of those where I like to look at the favorite first and say, do I do I think they look sort of vulnerable and beatable, and is it a race where I think I can either toss them or where I just like some other some other options? And this was one where I looked at the favorite and go, man, this favorite I think is definitely vulnerable until you sort of look at the other horses. And, and then I was like, well, I'm not sure anyone is really that equipped to take advantage of the vulnerability. But then as I was looking this morning again, I sort of leaned to the two instead. But this is actually one, Howard, I don't know if you do this because it's the first leg, where I sort of would like to wait it out a little bit and watch the board and see if they really bang the five down or if it's a little more, if the odds are a little bit more spread out between maybe the two and the five, but I sort of like the two, the potential of the, maybe the, the best speed in the race dropping down. Um, it, just the fact that maybe can get loose and, and just sort of hold the speed for once. I mean, his, his opener, his debut just had you pinched back, just had a terrible race was basically completely out of it. Then they drop him down. He runs a decent race on the front end. The, the horse who won came back with a half decent figure, a good figure for this field. So I figured, you know what, maybe if you get a better price, you can see if that two can hold on. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, <clears throat> I, I spent a lot of time on these races. And ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea if I'm going to get as lucky as I did last Saturday when we hit the pick six for the Delphi boys. But I, I have some strong opinions, um, okay. Pete. And usually when my opinions are stronger in some races, I feel more confident. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. My general opinion here is I don't see any reason why the five has to win this race. I would never single this five. Uh, I find a little bit odd that McCarthy's not back on. Now, McCarthy is not riding in this race. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's right up there at the top of the standing. So I don't want to get too cute with the, you know, the jockey gymnastics. Maybe Morley just wanted to, you know, put Franco on for some reason. I just found that a bit odd. I just want to mention that. Me too. Um, I watched the re – we're not going to show the replay of the five. Uh, Pete, he had zero excuses. I mean, yeah. yes, it, it was a pretty fast pace. Okay. But I mean, he just sort of, he just, he just ran evenly. I just, I didn't see much that said, wow, this horse is a single. I, I, I just don't see it. In fact, uh, and let me put myself on screen and both of us on screen. Uh, by the way, folks, we're going to try to end by 1145. I know, um, uh, you know, talking horses comes on and a lot of people like to listen to Andy Sterling and, and Anthony Stabile and whatnot. So we're going to be pretty quick here. Um, I, I just don't see why this five has to win. And for my ABC selections, which no one is going to see, so I'll mention it because it's not on my race day blog. Uh, the five is a B for me. I'm actually trying to beat this horse. Okay. So uh, let me give you the horse that I'm very interested in. It's the six. Red Revolution for Falcone. I've got some interesting stats, Pete. Are you ready for this? Yeah. And, and people out there, this is going to be fascinating. You ready? Falcone, last five years, 0 for 32. Second, second time out. I got it. That's right. <laughs> that's I'm the... sure. I know. I know you do your deep dive. <laughs> that's so, the first for... stat I have. <laughs> so I know everyone's wondering, Howard. You've gone off the deep end again. You're taking. You like a horse that's over 32. Uh, you know, trainer stats over 32 second time out. But there's a big but here. Blinkers off, which is what this horse has. 21 percent last five years. So I, you know, you can go either way with it. 
when you look at this field that the six face, I'm going to show, look at the buyers, okay? Look at the buyers of the top two horses. You see 68s, 71s, these tower, yeah. tower over anything in here. So in my opinion, granted the six didn't do much running. I'm not going to show the replay. He just sort of ran evenly. Um, he was antsy in the gate, so maybe the blinkers off are going to relax. And first time Lasix. Pete, I'm fascinated with the six. I've got two six. As my A's, I agree with you with the two. And I have five as a B. If anyone else wins, I'm just going to lose. Um, any other opinions before we move on to the next race? I'll bring us back on screen. No, I, I'm actually with you a little bit on the six. If I was going a little deeper, I'd probably go the same way. The only other one I looked at and sort of wrote some notes on is the seven, who on paper looks like complete garbage for the most part, but also is oh, sort of – you're going to get a phone call from Rudy – Wait, phone call line <laughs> one from Rudy. I, I'm my talking horse just is not garbage. Yeah, that's why I said just on paper looks a little bit garbage, just because you see the double digit the double digit length yeah, yeah, losses. Yeah. But yeah, he, he Rudy has some good stats that I liked. Uh, I guess Mania being what two for fifty seven isn't great, but he's he's hitting in the money a bit. So you know, it's not like his horses are just crap in the bed. So. He was one that I thought, hey, if he's a, if he if he really floats back up, and I definitely agree with you on the five that is is beatable and should not be less than two to one against any field at this point. So no. I, I'm with you. I put it as a single because you sort of forced me to come under, you know, the hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> limit. But I, I I would be one where I would love to sort of spread because I think he is extremely vulnerable. Listen, listen, not everyone has the bankroll, but Pete Visco. So people got to, you know, <laughs> yeah. I got to, we got to give tickets. By the way, I also want to mention the, the illustrious. For those of you who want to sing illustrious, and the horse can win. Pete and I are not saying the horse can't win. I'm just saying the value is not there. No. Look at the last race. He lost to a 32 to one shot and a 14 to one shot. So, I mean, he didn't even lose to horses that were supposed to beat him anyway. I don't know. The five can win. I'm going to try to beat him on the A line, but obviously I'm using the five. Sure. Um, the other horse I'll just throw in there is a three only because I like the buyer improvement. Like he ran a 45 out of nowhere. I guess if he continues to improve, he fits, right? I mean, the 45 fits. So I'm it just, does. The, the three is a C for me, folks. Just want to mention. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on. We're just going to hope to survive and get through this, this first uh, <laughs> leg because frankly, uh, I, I think it's, uh, hard to decipher between those three. Uh, let's go ahead, and I'm going to uh, show the Equibase a little bit uh, as well. Let's go on to the next race. This is race five, as I, as you'll see the entries uh, pop up there. There we go. This is a field of eight. I'm just going to let everyone just see the entries real quick for literally two or three seconds. Uh, as you can see, the morning line favorite here is the one runabout, but it's a pretty open race as I go ahead and switch the PPs. They're going a mile again. This is for uh, 10 claimers. Pete, who do you like in the second leg of the pick six? I sort of, I, I didn't have sort of a, a, a top, top choice that I loved. I, I sort of like, although now I'm looking, I see that the nine flowers for Lisa is scratched. Oh and the God. nine I, was, oh, I the, just see that. I oh. just noticed it just this second. And I just got a headache. That was literally my like price play of this race. Oh, <laughs> Hey, well, folks, this is live watching live. I honestly had no idea. Go ahead, Pete. I didn't, I didn't particularly like the, I mean, not that I didn't uh, like the nine, it was more of a B for me, but I thought it was the speed and I thought there was a, a decent enough speed to where 
if you had some horses coming off the pace. So I sort of was leaning on the 10 a bit because I, I sort of like the, the increased figures. I like when a horse, you know, incrementally increases their figures over like a, a two, three race stretch there. I like that good record at aqueduct and at the distance, but I wrote needs a quick pace to get into it. But I did like that the, his two most recent races had McCarthy and had blinkers on. So I was like, there was a, there was a, a reason for the change potentially there was a reason for sort of the uptick. Now the, it was a drop down in class down to claiming eight, but I figured the figures fit and I thought there might be a little bit of pace to run into. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Where, what do you think? Uh, I, I, I'm shaking my head because uh, first of all, I'm going to have to relook at this race. Be very, <laughs> yeah. Folks, I, again, very honestly, it's the first time I think scratches are literally coming out as we speak. Uh, because I looked right before the show, they weren't there. Uh, I don't have the ten anywhere. How's that? Nowhere. Okay. Beautiful. Now, now, I I bet and watched the last race that Playwright was in on the sixteenth. I was actually alive uh, to a pick six that day. I oh, think okay. I, I think I actually I think I might have hit it for like three thousand if that was the day. It was a small pick six, but uh, listen, folks, I don't I don't hit pick sixes every day. I don't mean to brag, but here's my point, Pete. That race completely fell apart. Oh, okay. Completely fell. I might have been the one. No, that was the race. That was the race that completely fell apart. Um, barely got up. This is a nine-year-old who needs like everything to go his way to win. Now, I didn't think there'd be a lot of speed, so I figured it wouldn't set up for him. Now there's even less speed. Yeah. Um, I have, and I got to go back and look now. Um, I had one nine as my a on the a line. I had three four on my b line. I had five eight. On my C line, uh, just looking through the race, Pete, and I know, we're, again, we're both, you know, sort of winging this live here. I, I suppose the eight has some early speed based on the time form. I have no idea who this rider is, by the way. I guess the eight can show some speed. Um, I'm just looking through. I'm, I, I, the six is the six fastest early on the time form, Pete. As we're looking at this live here, is the now the six? yeah the six is the fastest by a by a decent margin too okay. ninety four to eighty four the two is is next at eighty four. I mean, I guess I would weigh heavily on the one here in this spot now that the nine is out. I, the, the one looks like uh, he can be up close for Wayne Potts, who by the way is only two for twenty seven this meet. Um, but it was the first off the layoff. My guess is the one is going to be nine to five in this spot. Yeah. I would lean heavily on the one, um, but. You know, I, I really like the nine uh, quite a bit. I, I, I was, I, I'm disappointed he's scratched because he looked like a horrible on paper based on uh, a few starts where he's gotten into some fast pace situations. I thought he was absolutely loose here, Pete. So anyway, yeah. I think we both like the one. Who else did you want to mention here in this race, Pete? I, I like the one. Uh, the three I gave a look to just sort of had, had one at the distance, two for two at the distance, and is, uh, uh, well, I didn't really, I wasn't handicapping for slop necessarily. I was hoping it would sort of dry out and be fast. That horse was six for eight in the money on fast dirt. So and had the best late pace figure. But again, that was dependent upon where I thought there might be a little bit more speed in the race. So I was looking potentially at closers coming off. So again, it may have to go back and, and sort of relook like you said, but, but I, I agree. The one is sort of a must use, even though it's probably going to get bet way down, but I like the three. And then the only other one I looked at is I, I like the eight, like you mentioned a little bit had improving figures lost to some of the other ones, but I liked sort of the cutback now. Um, but again, I think this is a wide open race. So I see why you'd want to spread because I think a, a price can win it 
if the one sort of falters a bit, but um, yeah, but I was thinking more off the pace at the time. Uh, thank you to, to, we have such great viewers here. Uh, Ralph, I'm assuming this is going to be accurate. And Ralph, by the way, Ralph is a recent uh, purchaser of the race day blog. So thanks for joining the show and the blog. If you want to mark these down, um, everyone and, and Pete, I'm assuming these are accurate. These are the scratches. Looks like uh, the next race, the nine uh, and 10 are both out. Seventh race, the 10 is out. If I'm reading this correctly, Ralph. And the ninth race, the one and five are out. So um, I'll give everyone a chance to uh, mark those down on their paper. Uh, there's another scratch the next race that I loved. More speed <laughs> coming out. Um, so anyway, thanks, Ralph. Uh, I'll take these off now. And thanks to everyone. And it is a muddy track. And I believe they have a decent amount of wind there today, Pete, but it's not yeah. going to be, it's not going to be, um, raining. I don't know if it's going to be sun. It's cold there. So I don't know how much really going to dry out. Obviously I'm expecting to be wet all day. I, I would probably adjust my ticket and weigh heavily here on the one. Um, I do have the three also. I know, um, Andy Serling has the four by the way on top, which I'm anxious to hear what he likes about the four just by looking at the short uh, comments, seven wide, you know, bump break four wide, six wide. So maybe that was where inside bias days. Uh, speaking of which for everyone, and I'm going to bring us back on screen. Yesterday was just a crazy sloppy mess. And outside is absolutely where you wanted to be yesterday. Um, I would highly recommend, and Pete touched on this a little bit in terms of watching the board. I would definitely watch the first three races here, everyone, and see what how the track is playing because it could play completely different than yesterday. It's been speed favoring on the inside. For a bunch of days uh, yesterday was crazy outside um we don't have any clever we're not the track superintendents uh please watch the first three races folks to get some kind of idea uh dean g dean i see your comment he said it is sunny that's good to know but again i don't really think it's going to dry out and actually a drying out track when it's sunny and cold could be just even more tricky so yeah. as if these races, Pete, aren't going to be hard enough. We got yeah. track, we <laughs> got track we conditions yeah, to worry <laughs> yeah. about. All right, let's go on to the next race here. I'm going to go ahead and flip to race six. This is the third leg of the pick six. Again, thanks, everyone, for uh, joining us today, this Saturday morning, on what's going to be a fantastic pick six carryover at Aqueduct. These are 25 claimers. You can see there are the outside scratches of the nine and ten. And the ten, of course, was my top pick. Because uh, I thought the 10 was going to get loose and, and wire the field. Uh, you see it is now down to an eight-horse field. And I thought a very difficult race, even though it's uh, eight horses. I'm going to go ahead and switch to the PPs. And as I do that, Pete, who do you like in race six? <laughs> well, I was I was with you on the 10, unfortunately, because I sort of like the 10. But I, I know that on paper i looked at the four as this was maybe the spot where you can potentially go skinny um although i you, you never like to see a horse who has so many things going on this one has blinkers on first time lasix gelded uh layoff since since june of, of 2020 so there's a million things going on with this horse so it looks like it potentially should be vulnerable but that original figure was so good that if if he can run back to if he can run back to that, then he should be much the best over this field. And, and I like the 10 sort of in there, but I, I do think if you get past the four, then you're talking, it's wide open and you can, you can sort of pick your price at that point. 
here's my another strong opinion that could be absolutely wrong, folks. But uh, my opinion's been pretty good lately without sounding too uh, too selfish here. Um, this is the kind of horse I and please comment. I love to hear your comments in the chat uh, right now as well. This is the kind of horse, the four prisoner, that I absolutely love, love to bet against. I I, I just this horse. Uh, and we're not going to show the replay, ran a year and a half ago, okay? Against uh, Fauci, who's a nice horse, it was a four-horse yep. field. And I will say two of the horses in that race have turned out to be nothing, really. And the other two have turned out to be decent. It was a four-horse field. It was opening day. I don't know if you see, folks, in blue, in black here. These are my comments. I um, The summer of 2020, I made my own uh, comments, uh, and, and, and I watched literally every race in New York. And if you guys can see this in black here, but ran well, but speed was good that day. It was opening day uh, of the meet, uh, at Belmont. They started late because of COVID. I don't know if everyone remembers that, but anyway, uh, this horse ran fine. Uh, actually ran well. I mean, ran better than fine. Cost 175,000 Pete at the OBS sale in March. Uh, so meant to be a good one, right? Um, and was for Pletcher. Where's this horse been? This horse yeah, is off no a year and a half, okay? Was gelded last year. So there was something obviously wrong. My assumption is Pletcher hoped to run him last year. I would assume that he was not transferred to Rodriguez last year, although I don't know the story. Anyway, has been off a year and a half. His gelded has Lasix and blinkers on, like every equipment change possible. <laughs> My question is why? Where's this horse been for a year and a half, and now he's in for sale for twenty five? Yeah, uh, I, I, and working slow now. Yeah, the works, the works would got me because usually you would hope that you would see some decent works leading up off such a long layoff, and they're actually seem to be going the opposite way. So um, I, I agree everything you said a hundred percent. I mean, I, now, now that being said, I am using this horse in my ABC. I mean, I'm not going to let this horse knock me out of a, you know, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar pick six that I could hit, whatever. Uh, yeah. But I'm not. This is not an A for me. I mean, I'm going to let this horse beat me. Not only that, there's other speed in the race. Now, if the ten was in the race, I think that would really cause problems. If the four can run half as good, he's got a shot. But there is some other speed in here. Obviously, with Rudy, he can win. I don't know. I, I want to talk about some other horses. I'm just against the four. I was really, really, really against the four with the 10 in here, Pete. Yeah. Now I have to upgrade the four a little bit. Um, the one is not impossible for me. Magnuson and Chrome, I know, you know, uh, this horse doesn't look like much, but I think uh, uh, this, by the way, this apprentice jockey, Morrison, she's a nice jockey. Um, she's She's ran just fine. I think she's going to close. The two is McCarthy with blinkers on. I think he's going to be going now for sure. I thought at first he was going to take back Pete, but now I think he's going to be going. Yeah. The three has an angle I love. I love the DNF. And don't laugh, folks. I'm telling <laughs> you, I don't know what the ROI is on DNF that does not finish. But, you know, he stumbled and lost his jockey. But he's got numbers that fit here for Cancel. Um, and then the can six. I can I can I say one thing yeah, on the three before? In. No, one funny thing was, and, and I laughed, and this probably means nothing. If you look at his two races with Cancel, one of them he fell off, and the other one he lost by twelfth by twenty five. So I was like, what an what an odd coincidence. I assume that is, but it was just funny to 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 see Cancel now back on him, and and he had his two terrible races with him in the in the saddle. 
Yeah, one was on turf, but he, he yeah, that's no, a good point. No. Uh, but I actually ran well. By the way, look at the fractions on that. That's a in twenty third. Yeah, they were. How about blistering. a twenty one and three at forty three and two? <laughs> um, so listen, I mean, so the horse used to have speed, right? I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, Charles Blaha, one of our uh, again, uh, one of our uh, viewers mentions the five, who I I don't like, but uh, okay, why not? Um, I'll, I'll mention the six, who I thought was the best closer in the race. But I thought the six was maybe better on dirt. I don't. Or excuse me, on turf. Me too. I don't know about. I don't know about this dirt. Uh, you know, figures for him. So I don't know. I, I think as I bring us back on the screen, Pete. I, I think a lot of people are going to single the four. And I listen. I understand it. The four. Maybe the four just runs off the screen, and I look like a complete imbecile. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. There is no way, shape, or form I would single the four off a year and a half half layoff. I think this horse is going to be like. I bet he's six to five, Pete. I think he's gonna be pounded now in this yeah. race, and I'm gonna try to beat him. If you can beat the four, you're gonna get paid, right? In this pick six, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think you named you named two of the ones that I that I had now with the with the ten gone. The one and the three are the two that I was sort of leaning on as well because I, I like the closing kick of the six, like you said, but it seems like it is more on turf. It's funny you mentioned one of the listeners mentioned the five. I actually my note on the five was. I don't think it was fast enough to contend, but I liked it to hit the board, especially at a at thirty to one morning line. So I, I like that one underneath if you're playing if you're playing verticals instead. And by the way, I don't know if people heard about this, but and and I haven't seen um, the trivia answer to this question. Yesterday, Pete at at New York, the horses that finished one, two, three in the last race were all female jockeys. I saw that way to go female jockeys. I tweeted out right away. I know um, um, a few people tweeted out, but I've not seen the research on the last time that happened at a Naira track. I wouldn't be shocked if it's never happened. I mean, mean, it's it's, it's rare. It was an all female jockey race. I mean, obviously Julie Julie Crone, you know, won a lot out there, but I was, I don't know who else was riding with Julie Crone at the time. you know, female jockey. I I don't know. You've been out there a long time out East. I, I, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I would, I would say, is it, it might be even rare that that three females are in the same race at the same time. Never mind finishing yeah. one, two, three. Especially, you know, especially with the with the shorter fields, you don't generally get three females in a race. So it's awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah I, really. I didn't see it until your tweet. Until I saw your tweet come across. <laughs> and they were like prices too, real cool. Anyway, we're gonna yeah. move on. If you want to, uh, you know, single prisoner, fine. I think you might be going to jail if you single prisoner because <laughs> because I'm trying to beat this horse, but the horse can win. It'll be fascinating to see what they do. Let's go on to the next race because we have some higher class races coming up. This is going to be race seven. This is the fourth leg of the pick six. It's an allowance race. They're going one mile. There is one scratch on the outside, but it doesn't really figure into this race. There is a coupling for uh, Mr. Falcone. You got the favorite is going to be uh, for Terra Nova, three jokers, the four, a nice New York bread. I'm going to go ahead and switch to the PPs here. Uh, Pete, let's have you lead us off again. Non-winners of one, $82,000 is the purse. Who do you like? So the, the horse I landed on was the two, Chowda. So I, the one thing was there was, this is one where at least on paper, it looks like there could be a ton of speed. And the hope would be if you're one of those ones, and actually this is going to wind up probably being the favorite, the four, but if you're one of those who's got some early speed but can sit off a bit and maybe not mix it up too much, then I feel like you might have a good a, a good pouncing position. And I sort of just like the two. There was some 
he, he likes the distance. He's done okay at Aqueduct. He and uh, trainer thirty six percent wins with Cancel up under sort of similar race conditions. So I sort of like that. So and if you look at this horse, he's had some very good races with Cancel and and just some past races that just definitely fit. And at eight to one, looks like it should be a, you know should be in the mix. So you should get a decent position. And then just seems like it, you know, it wins races a little bit, which in some of these, some of these lower levels, it's, you know, you don't always get the, you don't always, I mean, this is allowance 82, but still this one wins at sort of the allowance level. Then when it steps up, maybe it can't win, but when it's back at this level, it wins races. And and I think that means something. And he has been an open company too. He's not just yeah. a New York bred. Who's yeah. Not just New, New York, York bred. Yeah. Uh, before I get into my uh, picks, Pete, who, who do you like for second and third here? I sort of like the four. I think it was tough to leave out. You know, I, you know, if you don't want to include the favorite, I understand that. But the the four, three jokers, he just sort of, when he, when he ran his last three races with Lasix, they all just fit and they all were just really good and they could definitely win this race. Um, he's another one where I thought if there is a bunch of speed up front, he is very logical to get the stalking trip and sit off and then pounce. So I thought he was tough to leave off the ticket. And then my third choice was, the uh, Pete, f- I want to interrupt you. So I just want to no, go ahead. for everyone show the three jokers, dust devil um, stretch run. Dust Devil's also in this race. I don't know if you are interested in him, but watch the six and the eight here, folks, for reference. The eight is right. This is three jokers where my uh, 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 arrow is, and the six is right behind. We had we got bumped a little bit and swung out to the outside. So, again, this is Dust Devil right here where my arrow is. This is three jokers right here. I thought, um, you know, it looked like right here that Dust Devil was going to go by uh, Pete as I watched yeah. the replay. But three jokers sort of left-handed, Hung and tough, and I, Dust Devil sort of hung. So I, I liked Dust Devil originally, and I'm sorry if I stole any thunder in your next pick. No. But based on this replay, I do like three jokers more. I just wanted to uh, mention that. Who's your third pick in this race? My third pick was the five, no burn. And I just thought, but again, the only thing I don't like is he, he, he's sort of the the top speed, potentially, at least on at least on paper. So if he gets sort of if he gets sort of dirtied up with some of the other speed, then maybe I don't like him, but the trainer's hot. He, um, I like the cutback because what are we at? Where this one's a, if I'm remembering, this one's a a mile, mile right? I believe. Yeah. So it's it's cutting back from the cutting back from the mile and an eight. Like the last, the last race was at this company and had, I mean, was cutting, look at that, 135, 131, was cutting some really tough fractions against a pretty good horse yeah. waxman. Yeah. And I just think the cutback and the speed, and again, though, it depends on how many how many are up there sort of competing for that lead. I have a no burn, by the way, as a B. Um, here's okay. my opinion on this race, and I feel like I've said this with you many times in New York, but this is not a turf race. So maybe you know, maybe you know where I'm going to go with this comment. There looks like a lot of speed in here, Pete. Yeah. I mean... There should be, right? Especially on a wet track when they, you know, a lot of these horses might not want to get mud kicked in their face. I think Chowda has to go at least a little bit from the inside. I don't know if he's as fast as others, but Cancel is usually aggressive. So I think Chowda is going. The 1A, Castle Chaos, who has faced absolutely monsters last year. That September 30th race, by the way, was one of the key races of key races. There were five caught them five horses that came back and won yep. their next race, including the uh, Castle Chaos. Uh, the 1A has to go because 
he's got a coupled entry and the other one is a, is a closer. So you'd think Castle Chaos is going to go. Um, Fitzpatrick's more mid-pack. Three Jokers is also mid-pack. No burn has to go. I mean, this horse really, uh, although I, I would say he could maybe stalk and win, but I think he's clearly better up front. So I mean, he's yeah. going to be somewhere up front. Um, so I thought their American gentleman is not slow from the outside with Lascano who can definitely send. Here's my opinion here, Pete. I'm looking for a closer and the one I want, and I'm, I'm going to uh, spoil people a little bit. Cause this is a single in my, uh, caveman ticket is going to be the seven Southern district. Who's cutting back out of that same waxman race that you mentioned earlier with no burn. Uh, Pete, I chased Southern district a decent amount. And frankly, he's been a bit disappointing. But there's two things I like, especially today. First of all, I like the cutback, and I really like the blinkers off. I think if, if you look back, he's had blinkers on the last three, and it really hasn't done much. If you look at the uh, – where he got an 87 when he broke his maiden, and then an 84 against a very nice field at Saratoga last year. I just have a feeling the blinkers off is going to help. I hope Franco takes him a little bit further back, makes a big run, uh, this is going to be uh, my top choice and actually a single on a cheaper ticket. The other horse I agree with you I like is Three Jokers, very consistent. Is going to get that same kind of trip that No Burn is going to get. But I think Three Jokers, Pete, is a little more tactical than No Burn. And I think yep. No Burn, I think Three Jokers, frankly, is a better animal. So I'm mainly going 4-7, but I would single the 7 here on a cheaper ticket, in my opinion, and just hope and pray. Otherwise, you got to play three, four, five horses again. Unless you have an unlimited budget, you got to sit <laughs> yeah. somewhere. So I, I'm most interested in Southern District. Any opinions on Southern District? And if you totally agree, that's absolutely fine. No, no, I, I actually agree. I had that horse sort of as as the as the next one on my list. Actually, I mean, decent priced horse. It's Brown and Clarovich, and it didn't seem like they tried the turf, and it just didn't seem like it worked. So the yep. same thing I saw was the dirt figures sort of looked good, cutting back a bit too. So like you said, could maybe sit off and just not be too far back of of all this speed. So I, you might have convinced me to sort of move move him up a line. Um, I think maybe, you'll get the maybe four to one. Look. It's a pretty. I think you'll get the forty-one, four to one. I mean, it's a pretty open field here. Yeah. And in these kind of wide open fields, to me, either you spread. I know you feel the same way because you're an excellent ticket construction maker as well, which is why we have you on the show. <laughs> uh, in these spread races, you either got a single or go deep. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think if you read handicapping books, that's what a lot of people would say, and I think that's the wise way to go. So I'm going to single here. Um, on a K-Man, on my own personal ticket, I'm going deeper. Again, I don't think you get hurt by taking one of the lower-priced horses in a field like this because I, I don't see a lot of people landing on the same horse. So I think you're, I think you're okay with a four-to-one shot, and you're, it's not like it's gonna, it's not gonna affect, you know, it's not gonna cheapen the the overall payout of your ticket if you do hit because yeah. I think this race is just wide open. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next race, and this is the future race of the day, and it's great to see these Kentucky Derby. Uh, preps now coming into fold. This is the Withers, and they're going a mile and eighth. Uh, so obviously two turns. It's grade three. You see the field there is all it is. Uh, everyone's in, which is great. It's a nice big field. You got the morning line favorite for Chad Brown, Jose Ortiz, the nine early voting, who I'm sure we'll talk about. Just broke his maiden. I found this to be a a pretty wide open uh, field, Pete, and and I Me have too. some strong opinions here, but of course I'm gonna let you go first here as I go and. And switch over. I just find it odd in New York that they go to a mile and eighth, and they're going to cut back in the. I think the Gotham is the next. They're going to cut back to a mile 
I, they did that like the last year or two. I just, I don't understand it, but no, it makes no sense to anyway, me. <laughs> that's, that's for another day. Uh, who do you have in the grade three withers, Pete? So here, I, I, I agreed with you that this is sort of a wide open race. I don't think there's a, there's a standout, which is sort of consistent with some of these New York Derby preps over the last few years. But the one horse I liked, and I just want to include, and again, I don't know if it's like a top, top choice that I would guarantee is I like the three smart and up. I'd like to stretch out. I watched the last couple races and I especially watched the Jerome and it just had a, I thought it was just, it was just sort of coming late and was way too far back and just, just wasn't into it. And even though it was a hot pace and, and that's okay. And it was a terrible sloppy track. And so there may be a lot of factors that led into that, but I just liked the way I liked the way he finished and, I, I thought the race two back, even though the figure wasn't good, I just thought it was a pretty impressive win for a, for a younger horse. Um, so I'm like, if I'm going to take a shot, because I don't think the favorites are so great, and I think they all have question marks, that I want to take a shot. And again, we've seen we've seen at the New York tracks every once in a while where in, in, in some of these derby preps, the just some horse just comes rolling off the pace. We saw it last year, I think that I just like the way this horse finished up and I like his last couple. So I'm going to put him on top softly, but that's my number one. And also I like that his, his sire is just killing it in dirt routes at this point. You, you can see it in the notes there, but even when I was doing the research about 23% dirt routing. So he's got the pedigree to go long. He's got the running style potentially if he can at least stay somewhat close. I don't want to interrupt you. So this is the replay no, that ahead. Pete's talking about. The horse yeah, he's talking about, you have to watch the one, two, five, six, seven, folks. One, two, five, six, seven are all coming back in this race today. The horse that Pete mentioned is right here that I that I've pointed out. I'm gonna go ahead and let it roll. Cravassier is the one that wins here. He's the six. Um what when you saw this replay, you saw the two actually um had a little bit of trouble. Is there anything that stood out to you in this race other than your horse here coming on late? No, I thought it was a weird one because I, I thought I, I, I don't, wasn't sure that Cavassier even looked that great, even though he won by an OK margin. But it just felt like it was you, you couldn't tell if it was just the conditions being so crappy where some of them just couldn't, you know, they were just fading and, and tiring at the end. So I just like the fact that, you know, they were there, the, the horses that are coming back, you saw them run against each other. So you get a little bit of a of a taste of how they fit against you know against each other as opposed to where they're all coming from separate race and you just don't know at least here you sort of see them knock heads a little bit and I always like that and I, I thought just that hey if the three at 10 to 1 who was making a nice move and beat some of these other horses if you get that price as opposed to maybe someone at a little lower price then it's worth taking a shot. Uh, Pete let's talk about uh, some main breakers because I think they're going to take the most money you got one sure constitutional lawyer who I believe Trish Smith likes uh, Trish. Thanks for joining the show as long as a few others in the chat. Uh, you have the one constitutional lawyer who for Ray Handel, who I'm a big fan of because he's going to be training one of my horses that I co-own with Adelphi. <laughs> uh, the Delphi. The horse Salivo is going to be trained by uh, Ray Handel. So I look forward to uh, having him in, uh, as my trainer. Uh, and also the nine who I mentioned uh, early voting for Chad Brown, both these horses broke their maiden. Do you have a preference for either one of them, Pete? Do you want to briefly talk about these two? I I had the nine in I had the nine at sort of on sort of my top line. I mean, it was a gun runner. It's the the great connections. Um I, I thought that there was some other speed though. So 
I I wasn't sure if this horse is going to try to go to the top, if that's if that's going to be the most advantageous, especially out from the nine. But it, it felt like, a, I mean, it just felt like a must use more for just the totality of the connections that it looks like it's going to be a good horse. I mean, it came out in its debut and was bet down under, under even money. So the anticipation is that it's supposed to be a good horse. And so it's hard to leave those. It's hard to leave those off a ticket. I don't think unbeatable in any way or anything like that. I wouldn't single the horse or anything, but I just feel like it's one that I, I wouldn't want to leave off a ticket. And then quickly on the one, I agree that the one, especially from the inside post could get, could work out a half decent trip. My, my, Worry with the one was Constitution produces some, you know, produces good horses off the, on off tracks. So the last one was in the mud, ran the best race and had a huge buyer jump. So you're, I'm always a little suspicious of you go 62, 65, 85. And you say, well, what was the difference? The difference was they were in the mud and he's got a great sire for for off tracks, muddy tracks. So I was a little bit suspicious of that. And if that's something that maybe just pushed him forward in that race, and now sure. he's going to sort of come back to the mean, you know, you know, come back to the mean in yeah. this one. But he is going to get mud again, it looks like. So well, and and, the, and, and again, and, I and he's got the rail again. So I I'm not trying to poo-poo your no no topic, no. And again, but, I was handicapping you know. more from a from a fast track perspective. So yeah, I okay. think in the mud, if it if it does come up sloppy, excuse me, and it looks sloppy, then um, I think it's probably a must use at that point. All right, Pete, I have to bring us back on. And when, when Howard brings people back on, that means I have a big opinion. So everyone, <laughs> everyone strap it in, folks. Are you ready? Because if I get the price I want in this horse, Pete, I'm going to make my biggest bet of the day uh, on an individual race right here uh, throughout the entire country. I have a very, very strong opinion. I hope everyone watching, uh, if you agree with my opinion, I hope you crush it with me. Um the one and the nine can absolutely win. I actually prefer the one quite a bit more personally. I know that he took a big buyer jump, um, but he's got the rail. He's got the inside. He already can handle wet. The the nine didn't beat a great field. The horse that we saw in the replay, Matt Doyle, who finished second, has been like seconditis, kind of just like an average, okay maiden. I don't think the seven beat much. That being said, excuse me, the nine beat much. But that being said, of course, uh, that horse can improve for Chad. I just think this is a much, much, much more difficult spot. Uh, the, the one has speed, agreed. The two looks like he has speed. Uh, Corvassier, love saying that name. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't enjoy the drink, but uh, it supposedly is great. Uh, that horse has speed, right? So it, it looks like to me, uh, and then the nine's got to go at least a little bit to get position. I think there's enough speed. The horse that I like, no, forget that. The horse I love, love Pete. I hope you land big, on the horse I'm thinking. <laughs> big win bet. Big win bet. Okay, everyone mark this down. So if this horse finishes last, everyone on Twitter can make fun of me and and, and you can email me. Big win bet. I'm going to key this horse in the try uh, in every spot. The number four. Yeah. Gilded Age. Bill Mott. Ten to one. Let me explain why I like this horse a little bit and then we'll move on. First of all, I think the pace suits. Okay, I think there's enough speed in the race. And I think he's going to have pace to close into. I know what you're going to say. He looks, not you, but people. He looks slow, right? Yeah, he is a little bit slow right now. Bill Mott could have put this horse anywhere in an N1X Pete throughout the country, Gulfstream, New York. This is a very confident move to throw him right into the wolves into a graded stake. Obviously, they think high to this horse. This horse costs $600,000. 
the he's he's by Dali Doro out of a Bernardini mare, Angela Renee. Who's Angela Renee? If you don't remember, very nice two turn horse, won almost six hundred thousand dollars. I watched the replay. Uh, this horse, Pete, reminds me a lot of Rallid Roll. And if anyone knows me and watched this show, Rallid Roll was one of my biggest plays of the year last year. He won at Keeneland at six to one in the fall. He looked slower on paper, Pete. And he got the right pace set up and won very impressively. I had him. I loved saying, him. <laughs> I love that horse. <laughs> I'm not saying Gilded Age is rail and roll, but there are a lot of similarities for me here in this race. Now, the last race, he only got a 70. He came from behind. This horse had to be asked to get out of the gate. He's not, he doesn't like stumble out of the gate. He's just, he's just slow to get his, to get his mojo going. Um, I think Disson is going to be his friend. I'm feeling some bourbonic kind of feeling here with Kendrick also, where I think he's just going to take back to last. I, no one blows me away in this field. I think he's going to make a huge run late. Gilded age. I'm hoping at at least eight to one. Bet the farm. What do you think, Pete? I, I'm with you. I, I he was he was he was a B for me, but was very highly considered on the A line and, and still could be. I mean, if you look back too, just coincidentally, he has rattle and roll on his on his back races yeah. there, three back and giant game is an awesome horse and major general was pretty good and um Call me only... midnight, call me midnight just won it. Uh, he finished I mean yep, just if you wanna yep. who's faced the best horses like by far gilded age, like not even close. Agree. And I do think the same thing about the uh, about the fact that there is enough speed in here where we should be able to get someone hopefully plotting their way along on the outside and, and getting a win. The only thing I didn't like, and this is maybe a minor thing, is that the, the, no one in that last race really came back to do much of anything. And they were they, it was pretty junky under there. But I, I'm not I don't think that that's a I don't think that I mean, you run against who you run against. You can't help that sometimes. Yeah. And, and he ran a he ran a good race, like you said. And the thing is, look at the second and uh, the two races back and three races back. I mean, this horse is a closer. And look at how look at how they were walking on the track in those, Can you in explain those two. Those, explain those blue figs, Pete, for people don't know what they're. Looking yeah. For, so looking so blue, if you if you look on the at the time form figs there they basically show sort of the pace of the race at each at each point and when you hit the blue it's bad and it means it's super slow and then if you just look at the numbers 47 54 55 if you look down at Cavassier just as a comparison look at the last race there where they're going 127 130 115 so if you're a dead closer and you're trying to close into that you have no shot plus you're closing into some pretty decent horses um so I, I'm with you 100%. I got nothing to say. I mean, it, not, again, a $600,000 horse. Somebody saw something, and it's Bill Mod. It's Carmouche. So I'm going to be watching two things early. I'm going to pray that that there's a little speed in the race, and the other thing is watch the first four or five steps out of the gate for Gilded Age, uh, because last time Martin, uh, Martin Garcia actually had to ask Gilded Age just to get into the flow. So. Again, the horse doesn't stumble. Everyone, he, he doesn't. He hasn't had trouble out of the gate. He's just a late developing big horse yeah. that takes time to get his mojo going. I think mean, his mile and eighth is going to hit this horse right between the eyes. All I need is this horse really to be in the try, and I'll be happy and hope. Yeah, must use it. must use underneath for sure. I mean, you can if you Absolutely. can get that horse. Can I can I name one more before Please. we before we go off? They just don't want to mention it. One of my A lines was the six unbridled. Oh, excuse me, unbridled bomber. I like this one. Had a nice work. 
last time out coming yeah. off a couple of couple of decent races where it was closing. And, and you showed that Jerome earlier. And I forgot to mention to watch the six. The six just got an awfully weird ride was the way I put that. So sort of broke slow and got pinched a little bit and got pinched basically back to dead last and then was sort of coming up the middle and then dove to the rail and then sort of got shut off and pulled back again and then tipped maybe like two wide or three wide. It was hard to tell and then made up ground again and was rallying into that in, into, I mean, it was a decent pace and it was rallying into that, but had basically the worst trip, which especially for a young horse is tough sometimes to navigate. So I think if somebody wants to rewatch that Jerome, oh, you have it up. We'll put it on right here. So let me, so he, the, the horse that Pete's talking about is the two. We just saw the start where he got pinched a little. And now here's, they, they were, because it was such a bad foggy kind of day, they, they were switching with their pan shot and head on. Yeah. Pete, I'll let you talk about, again, the two is on the inside tried to get through and then had to angle out here. Yeah. So see, he tries to come through and it's hard. Like, again, it's hard to tell if he actually did get right pinched a bit, but then he, you could tell he loses ground. He probably loses like two lengths of ground. Then he tips again and then he starts to re-rally and still gets fourth, a respectable fourth. So I was like, if, if that horse can, can run a similar race and actually get a little bit of clear sailing and you're getting, you should easily get the 12 to one, I think. Then yeah. I, I like that one as sort of another price play, which is also, he's, I think he's got a similar profile in some ways to, to your four. Uh, yeah, they, they do look similar. I think the four is a, well, actually by the numbers, the six is a better closer. Uh, 103 late time form compared to 96. I just yeah. feel like Gilded Age is the one horse in this race that could really improve a lot and is the best closer in a race where the two favorites are just broke their maiden and their speed horses, or at least yes. they appear to be speed horses. So, to be. Anyway, um, Gilded Age, folks, we'll, we'll see how that horse does. Cross our fingers if you agree with me. Hopefully, uh, that horse will come through. And if not, uh, that's okay too because. The horse is going to be a price, so it's not as if I'm betting a three-to-one shot that I love. Uh, let's go to the last race, Pete, and again, appreciate your time. Let's go through this pretty quickly as we're almost coming up to an hour, and I know a lot of people are going to be uh, betting and fighting away and listening to uh, other shows as well. Um, actually, I'm going to let me bring up the Equibase. Why don't you talk about your top pick in this race? It's a maiden race for New York Reds. They're going uh, it's special weight, seven furlongs, Pete. So I think my my top pick, if I had to choose a top one, I went a little bit deeper in this one as well, is the three, Moped, Moped Dennis. Uh, again, it was, I, I like one of the, it had one of the top late pace figs. So it looked like it, there again, at least as far as the time form, there looks like there could be a decent amount of speed in there. I mean, Golden Code does have a, it looked like a considerable pace advantage, but if some of the other ones do go out, I feel like this does set up potentially for someone coming off the pace and the three moped Dennis just looks like it could work out a decent trip last time out it was maybe a little too far back, even though it was a hot pace. Um, but I, I just like the, I, I like the fact of, Hey, I want to get a horse maybe coming off one that looked pretty good. First time took some money, you know, got a nice, I mean, 64, 64. If I remember in this field is, is right near the top of, you know, basically the top, top figures water around a 68. So it, it's, it's shown that it could run a good enough figure to win this race. I think it potentially could get the setup and could run the type of race that I think potentially can, can beat this wide open field. By the way, look at this comment. Um, 
Um, H. Dumidi, please tell me where that site is. I am going to put my mortgage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 20 to 1 overseas? Oh, my goodness. I got to call my buddy Davey Lane and tell him to uh, put in a bet for me overseas on uh, uh, on that horse. That's crazy. Um, and, and then you mentioned the 10 also, who uh, Golden Code 5 to 2 ran the best buyer uh, of the field yeah. last time. Yeah, they are the best buyer. And I mean, just again, it's one of those who the connections, I mean, you got Pletcher, you got Calumet, you got Carmouche on there. Um, the horse who the horse who beat him last time, I think ran and I think it was like an 83 or 80 something buyer. So it was up against it. Uh, you know, that would crush this field most likely. There you go. Should... Oh, you got it. Okay. So it was an 83, right? And then I just feel like should have the speed to maybe overcome the post. The only thing I, I was a little curious about was I feel like the nine also has some speed. So if the 10 does try and go to at least get a workout, a good trip and get some position, maybe the nine who also has some speed could, could cause the 10 some troubles and maybe leave them hung out wide a bit. And by the way, the nine has faced some really nice fields as well. Yep. Um, so, you know, th- this is not a strong field uh, in my no. opinion. Uh, for this level. Uh, so you're going uh, 310. Would that be fair to say, Pete? I, I like 310 at the top. I actually, I actually went, I had four deep on my original. I had 310. I did have the nine as well. And then the six, um, the six was more of a, I, I like the cutback. Mott was, I did have a stat. Mott was 36% adding Lasix at Aqueduct in Maiden Special Weights. So whatever the hell you <laughs> want to do with that one. <laughs> I know you I know you like those. I know you like those. I'm Wait, give that stat one more time. Give that stat one more time. Uh, Bill Mott, 36% adding Lasix at Aqueduct in Maiden Special Weight races. So that's a, I mean, that's a big number, 36%. It's a big number. And I mean, it's not like this horse was garbage the, the first couple of times out. I mean, they tried on the turf and it actually ran pretty well. And that last one, I, I forgot to look at the, I could bring it up, but I forgot to look at what the, what the buyer was of that winner, but it had to be much better than what's in this field losing by nine to it. So, um, 77, 77, which is much better than most of the ones yeah. in this field. So I feel like the six and, you know, five to one with Ortiz and Mott, it's, if you can get a price like that to, to close this thing out, I'll take it. Uh, I, Pete knows this cause we're friends. I'm not laughing at, at the, I'm, I'm laughing at the specificity of the, of the stat, <laughs> not, not the, not the thought process behind it. Um, here's my opinion here, Pete. Uh, I have two singles. We're about to show our tickets folks and, and then we'll uh, we'll leave everyone to their betting today. Uh, this is my other single. Uh, Golden Code is my other single that I'm going to lean on if I were playing again. If I were playing a smaller ticket, uh, he, we all, we just showed Bold Journey who would win, who'd be one to a hundred in this race and would win yeah. by this, this race easily. I'm not going to show the replay. Golden Code got a very uh, fine trip. He was on the inside the whole time. Had a little slight like check steady on the inside, but after that, just basically chased the winner all the way home and really wasn't asked in the last, you know, two, 300 yards. Cause uh, Carmouche knew that he wasn't getting to the winner. Um, I'm expecting improvement. I like the fact that he's outside of your nine. So I yep. think he gets stock there. Uh, this horse is no guarantee at all. He's got to get the seven. I don't know about the wet. He's not really bred for wet. So th- there's question marks here, but based on the field and based on who he faced last time, I think he's, 
a very likely winner here. Uh, the nine can win, although he already has two starts now and really hasn't improved. No. Uh, the six would be the other one I'm interested in because of the turn back and everything you mentioned. I'll just finally say I'm a little bit against your three. I watched the replay. I understand that he can close, but to me that was more of a clunk up kind of close, Pete. Yeah. And again, people can watch the replay for themselves and make their own decisions. Um, I, I guess if they get really hot up front, you know, Moped Dennis is the one you want to, to roll by. I just, I thought it was more of a clunk up kind of finish rather than a, like a wow kind of finish. Um, but I'm going to have the three somewhere as an extreme backup, but I'm leaning mainly on the 10 here. Uh, golden code and i think if i if the 10 was a little bit more inside i would probably and actually it does move it it starts to move in with the with the scratches but i'd probably be with you on the 10 as well definitely looks like a standout here and and i'm sort of reaching because again i don't it depends on what i do with the earlier races but i don't know if i want to be singled in this one just because i'm not 100 percent confident but it depends on how deep you want to go in some of those other ones especially the especially the withers i'm not you know i like to i like to spread in that one if possible so i asked pete to give me we're going to give you sub 150 dollars. usually it's less than 100 but you know, guys, this is a this is a this is a pick six with a hundred thousand dollar carryover. I mean, it's gonna be hard to hit this thing for anything less than, I don't know, sixty bucks. I mean, again, depending on your budget, call some friends up. Like, call three or four friends up. Everyone put in twenty five, thirty bucks and go for it. I mean, these kind of sequences, I really think you have to take advantage of the carryovers and the takeout. So Pete's got a hundred and forty four dollar ticket. I'll let you talk through it. You're singling the five in the first leg, although you might change your mind based on what you said and you would go ahead and single prisoner in leg three on a smaller yeah. ticket. Yeah. I mean, and again, both, both of those, as we went through this podcast, I, I very much questioned. <laughs> and as you start to talk through it, but this was one where feet to the fire, if I had to come up with an under $150 ticket, this is how I sort of structured it. But again, I probably could go skinnier in that last leg. I don't think I need four deep in that last leg. Um, and maybe go a little bit deeper somewhere else. But, you know, for, for a ticket there, I wouldn't say play this 100% guaranteed just because I'm not 100% sure about the, the two singles. Sure. I'm just checking to see if your ticket has any scratches. It doesn't. I don't I'm think it does. My ticket, which I, it, it does. Did you say it does? No, no, I don't think it does. No, no I don't think it so does. So I also have a $144 ticket that everyone will, will change because um, actually this is going to change – quite a bit for me, but again, I play ABC. So this nine right here, folks, is scratch. And again, I apologize, but literally the scratches came out. The beauty of live uh, TV, so to speak. The scratches must have come out within 15 minutes before we came on air. This nine is not in the race. This 10 right here is not in the race. So here's what I would do, uh, just looking at my ticket here. Um, In this leg, I uh, I would add either the two or the uh, six. I'm not sure which one. I would either add the two or the six here. Actually, I'd probably add both of them. Actually, that is what I would do. I would add the two or the six here. I would take the 10 out here. I'm not sure. uh, Quick math, 15, 75, and that'd actually be, that'd be too expensive. But anyway, I would make some adjustments. Um, uh, So I'd add horses here. I would take the 10 out here. Um, as you, as everyone can see, I'm singling the seven Southern district, I think was the name of the horse. And then the 10 here on the end golden code. Those would be the horses I would lean on, 
uh, in a $144 ticket. Uh, Pete, before we close the show, thanks for coming on. Anything you're going to be looking for here in New York? I guess we got to watch the early races. Or uh, just annual general thoughts maybe about the Pegasus or anything else before we close out. No, no, I think, I, I mean, I think I, I just want to congratulate you on, on the big weekend you had last weekend. It's always, it's always good to see a, a friend and someone, you know, have some, have some success every once in a while. It, it makes you feel like when you're in a, when you're in a down streak that maybe you can, you could turn it back around as far as the Pegasus goes. I mean, I, I hit the pick five, uh, sadly, and lost probably, you know, I basically, it basically half my money <laughs> lost on it because I didn't, I actually thought that there were possibilities for some long shots in some of those races and, but wasn't, but had all the favorites in there. So it probably wasn't the best of ticket construction, but I was like, I can't believe they're just running favorite after favorite today. I'm, I'm not a fan of Gulfstream generally all that much, but um it was a it was a fun day, and sometimes I like to see the good horses win and win impressively, just for the sake of the sport itself. So from that standpoint, outside of gambling, I thought it was an interesting day, and life is good as a as a freaking monster. So, absolutely. Before I know we have some people dropping off, I have one very important announcement. I'm going to have a huge announcement on Twitter and on the show next Thursday. I have a new sponsor for the show and it, it will be the benefit to everyone there. If you like to gamble, not only on horses, but sports, uh, the casino, I have a new sponsor coming on. I'm very excited about. And if uh, folks go ahead and sign up and, and join this particular site, uh, you're going to get uh, so something special from me. So I'm going to talk about that later this week. I'm very excited to have uh, new sponsors join the HHH racing podcast. Just want to mention that Pete, uh, we'll Congrats. be talking about that on our new show. Uh, next Thursday. Pete Visco, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. I'm actually going to leave you on air here. Why not as I go ahead and uh, get to the uh, closing fig. Uh, for Pete Visco over there, this is Howard Krabs. It's been episode 111 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Everyone crush that Aqueduct pick six today, and we hope to see you next Thursday night. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>